Well. So we're going to try to do two one-hour things? Roughly one like, hour, yeah. Yeah, ish. Okay. There's yeah. no... We're, we're not on public broadcasting, so there's yeah. no uh, time requirements. <laughs> Let's just make sure we don't take an hour to get to the actual game, or else the first episode is not going to be about anything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They, they seldom are, frankly. They seldom yeah. are. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I um, hadn't been looking at the, like stats like our listens for a while but the the last one we did with matt is now our <laughs> like fourth uh most listened episode wow <laughs> so that wow yeah that was cool where I, does uh where does um the mario bros movie episode place <laughs> probably like last <laughs> oh, man. i don't know matt i don't know what yeah harbinger of success i guess not <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why well, you, that you, one. You're, like, you're guaranteed one more view when, when I'm on, which is <laughs> me. <laughs> Honestly, that's like a that is a noticeable improvement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be doubling our viewers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like up there with uh, the Majora's Mask episodes, which is weird. I don't nice. know. Well, probably nice. like there was some news about like the System Shock remake or something. In the last month, mm. and people were searching for it or something. I, I don't yeah. know. That's the only thing I could think of. Was the was the Mario Bros. or not the Mario Bros. but the Mario movie um, in the title at all? Could that be like in it, like, in the one it, in the System Shock episode? Yeah, because we didn't we talk about it. We, we did. Yeah, about for a little. You, I uh, think we you put did. it in it might like be the, in the description. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's getting some like uh, search people. I could. Yeah. Yeah. There's been news on both the Mario movie and the System Shock remake since <laughs> we last met. Uh huh. Wow. So, I haven't. What is well, the news? I haven't heard any of it. Well, the System Shock remake they announced a new release window, which is March, but you know it's still tentative. But it, they have screenshots <laughs> and footage, and it looks pretty freaking amazing. I'm excited for it. Wow. March yeah. is. I mean, that's. Next month, so technically, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty soon. Yeah, right. right? So he, oh, that's insane. Yeah. How could that? How could that possibly happen? Not a lot of people are very optimistic, from what I've seen, because they've really <laughs> they've they've announced release windows in the past. Uh huh. I mean, it was supposed uh, to come out last year, right? So. And then the Mario, I haven't, I didn't see the like. I don't know if it was a new trailer, or if they just it was a clip, but then there they, was a new trailer a and then a few Kong clips. Thing, yeah. right? Mm. It was like a I TV spot. I saw a Donkey clip Kong. of Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard it. Did that you, one's did in, you? That one's in April. I, I heard it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds. Um. Wait, the movie's coming out in April. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's wow. really close. Wow. <laughs> Are we gonna do episodes for the remake and then um, the movie when they come out? Or the the, mo- the movie remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they inevitably remake the movie because everyone hates Chris, Chris Pratt so much. <laughs> yeah. Just kiss bat. <laughs> Wait, what? What is it? Just like Seth Rogen, or is he like doing a, a voice? Uh, I saw like a yeah. I think it, it's like it's like Seth Rogen. It's pretty okay. close. Like, what if, yeah. It's like what if it was Seth Rogen <laughs> yeah. instead of Donkey Kong? Yeah. That was the idea. Okay, I mean, that's not great, but. It's, not. it's better than Chris Pratt as Mario. It's closer yeah. to being like, yeah. appropriate. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, it, I mean, it's it's 
it's easier to get away with, I think, because Donkey Kong doesn't really have a canon yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no one's just like ex- grunting. Right. Yeah. And Seth Rogen's voice is grunty, somewhat. Yeah. Say, so yeah. It's, yeah. it's at least like in the ballpark. Yeah. He's um, a grunty voice. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black is still the most impressive one, I think, though. Mm-hmm. It's the one that like makes yeah. the most sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, like he's the one that feels like he's like actually acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like he's 100%. actually like like trying to like. He's not just doing his voice. Yeah, he's like putting yeah. on a character. Yeah, yeah. Like Seth Rogen was playing Seth Rogen, but Jack Black <laughs> yeah. is playing Bowser. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. exactly. <laughs> um. Well, if you couldn't guess from from. <laughs> From all of that, welcome to Gamography. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, Deus Ex today and uh, and next time. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm Devin. I'm here with Tim as usual, and then uh, Matt is yeah, also here. joining us. What's up? Welcome, Matthew. I'm excited to talk about Deus Ex. I'm excited to talk about your T-shirt, Matt. <laughs> oh yes, it's my <laughs> this is my new graphic tee. <laughs> Uh, Can you read it for the audience? Yeah, it just says Girl Boss Gaslight Gatekeep, but it's uh, <laughs> it's um, stylized like the Heaven's Gate logo. It's what I wear to uh, any gigs that I have <laughs> because I'm that at, feels appropriate because I'm at work any any other day, and I don't want to be seen at work wearing that shirt. This shirt, so. why not? <laughs> Because it would you spark want the, up conversation with people I don't want to hear. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's kind of it's kind of controversial. Because you just be you're just like interacting with random people a lot, right? Yeah, like I don't feel like I'm being myself when I'm yeah. at work, so <laughs> I'm not trying to have a conversation about it. Do a lot, are, it's are hard a lot enough of your customers when anti girl boss. So I don't understand. No, well, the, a lot of them are old. So uh, that's one barrier of entry to understanding what this is. Um, and I don't know, Heaven's Gate's a really controversial, like, kind of event topic. So it's some people might see it's kind of off is. color. What is Heaven's Gate? It was a, a death cult from the 90s. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that logo. Where wow. The, the leader, like, made a bunch of VHS tapes and stuff. But anyway. Wow. See, I think that I would wear that shirt specifically in places where strangers would talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm Well, that's dead. the difference between us. I would just <laughs> not be able to explain it in the moment. I would be too anxious about it. <laughs> Same with the, the Arnold Palmer shirt that I have. <laughs> who, who killed Arnold Palmer? Palmer? Yeah, who drank? <laughs> Mm. Who drank Arnold Palmer? Yeah, that's, that it says who Arnold. drink it's, on it's, it. It's so faded now <laughs> that you can't even see what it is. It's just like, uh, it's like that screen printed material that like gets all torn up and it did like yeah. the image gets it not. It doesn't fade, but it like disintegrates. That's what it looks like now. And this one is kind of already on its way. Yeah. Wow. I need to find better graphic t-shirts. I just found this one Twitter account that makes the most hilarious looking like graphics for uh, t-shirts. And it's just like combining different uh, pop culture things. 
Like it'll be a picture of a celebrity and then the logo for a random video game that are completely unrelated. And it's just really funny. <laughs> Uh, I think I think this will be this will be an interesting episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it always takes us a second to like get going and talking about something. Uh, well, I think there'll be uh, uh, varied opinions on this game, or I know there will be. But uh, yeah. uh, I think uh, maybe we should start out uh, talking about just like uh, kind of the background, like the making of the game, a bit before we get to that stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I, um, I wasn't prepared for there to be varied opinions. Do y'all did y'all not like it? <laughs> um, well, I I am the controversial figure. I think. Yeah. Would you? Oh man. Devin, do you? Yeah. I. <laughs> I mean, we could we could probably well, save it for yeah. the plot. But. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get Let's into it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Suffice <laughs> it to say, my opinions aren't positive. Oh, <laughs> that's the, I think, the way, oh, at least. Okay. It, like if it's gonna be difficult yeah. for me. If you have a specific point to like bring up while we're going through, like we can always talk about it. But uh, yeah, but I so do like, want to hear it as much as it will hurt to to hear. I would <laughs> I would be interested. I'm not gonna. I won't try to like convince you or anything because I know we're, we. No, please convince me. Yeah. I, I I clearly I must be missing something. <laughs> but anyways, it's okay. Tell yes, tell us about the history because I love bringing up that this game was developed in Austin. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Texas, baby. Uh, <laughs> Texas, baby. <laughs> so uh, the game is uh, was was directed, created by uh, Warren Spector. And so we last left Warren Spector um, uh, when he was working at Origin as the producer of system, the first System Shock and the Ultima Underworld series. Um and after he finished those games, he like he was tired of working in like sci-fi fantasy like settings, like more like standard sci-fi like fantasy settings, and he wanted to like do something else. And uh, this was like early or like mid '90s, I guess. And his his wife got really into the X Files because the X Files was really big at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like that was like one of like the big like pop culture things of the '90s. And so he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna make my next game like all about like conspiracy theories." Like that was his like idea. Yeah, that, I heard the original pitch of the game to me was like the story is basically what if every conspiracy was true mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what yeah what they did. But like. Uh, so he he pitched the game at Origin and at Looking Glass, um, the you know the company behind uh, System Shock and uh, Thief. Thief, yeah. Uh, but they they didn't like want to make it for whatever reason. And then one of our other uh, previous uh, you know game <laughs> game creator designers, John Romero. In 1996, when we left him, he mm-hmm. left. He left um, id Software, obviously also um, a Texas uh, company, yeah. Yeah. and he started his own company, Ion Storm. Ion Storm. With uh, and they he got like a multi-game, like millions, <coughs> like 13 million dollar or something like that deal 
uh, from IDOS Interactive. And his idea was like, because his whole thing with, his whole split with id was like, they're not like, like they're too focused on like technology and like, that's cool. But like, like they don't, they don't like have enough, there's not enough creative freedom. Like I want to just make a company where like the, the game designers have all the like power. And so and all the game designers is... can just drive <laughs> fancy cars and not go to meetings. <laughs> yeah. And out of that uh, came Daikatana. Is that right? Yeah. So the that game the he made group. was Daikatana, and then there was a couple. Good use of that power. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. another. There was a couple other games. Um, one was just like, like no one even remembers it, but it's, it was just like a terrible like strategy game, I guess. Mm. That like was like already half finished when they, like, uh, like, I guess like bought it or something. Like they like from another company or something like that but then it ended up taking like millions of dollars in like two years and it was still terrible uh (laughs) but then he also reached out to warren specter and was like hey like if you want to like he was like you can you can make whatever you want like you can make like your whatever your dream game is like we'll we'll make it basically and so warren specter was like okay like (laughs) like this this like X Files conspiracy uh, game has been like the game he'd been trying to make for a couple of years, and so he was like, "Okay, I'll do it." But he was like, "I don't want to be like," <laughs> uh, he was like, "I don't want to be like pulled into like the whole uh, like John Romero like um, <laughs> like creative <cloud> vortex <laughs> of like um, I don't think he like." had anything you know against john romero but just like the whole like his whole like image of like he's like the bad boy and like because like the whole like marketing for daikatana especially was like ads being like john romero is <laughs> gonna make you make you his bitch and stuff yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like we'll be like the classy part of the company and so <laughs> so, I, they I, made Deus <laughs> so they made deus so they made deus in austin <laughs> And the rest of the, they were like completely separate from the rest of the company, essentially, because the rest of the company yeah, was in Ion Dallas. Yeah, because Storm started in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. On four days before my first birthday. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it says right here. It November says that on 15, Wikipedia. Yeah, November four days before. 15th, yeah. <laughs> Twenty-five years ago in Dallas, Texas. Um, and yeah, so yeah. They <laughs> made an Austin branch. Yeah, yeah, and so like they kind of it was like people it was him and then like a couple other people um from looking glass studios as well i think came and then i think they just hired you know like other people kind of as as needed but like uh there's definitely lineage from like system shock like uh, of of people who worked on that game uh that went on uh and so like they spent the first six months with just like a few people just on pre-production like researching conspiracy theories and stuff um (laughs) and like figuring out like what they wanted the game to be um and this was a this is a quote from uh from specter about that they said Mm -hmm. they did a a vast amount of research into real in quotes, real conspiracies, the Kennedy assassination, Area 51, the CIA pushing, 
CIA pushing crack into East LA, Dwight mm-hmm. Eisenhower's UFO connection, and of course Freemasons tunneling below the Denver airport and building abducted baby cafeterias for alien oh, invaders man. at George Bush's direction. <laughs> <laughs> Only a fraction of this stuff made it in, in the game, but it gave us a peek into the minds of conspiracy buffs that was both scary and useful. <laughs> um, <laughs> a majority of what you listed did make it into the game, I think. I mean, the I mean, baby cafeteria was, I mean, yeah. mutated a bit into something else. They, but Yeah. They originally <laughs> were going to have the Denver airport be like a big yeah. <laughs> section of the game where you go underneath it. Um, and But yeah. That yeah, the rest of it, I guess, is... Well, I don't know. There's nothing really about. Is there stuff about the Kennedy assassination in it? I think there's. I don't think so. There's there's mentioning of it in dialogue, but it's not like a plot point. Yeah. yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I feel like I remember it being referenced. But. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of gets lumped in with the other stuff. By March 1998, they had 300 pages of documentation, and they're like, okay. We've got everything we need to, like, we can just go make this game. And he said (laughs) they were wrong. In the time between uh, March 1998 and their, like, first um, alpha, which is, like, the first kind of, like, playable version of the game, in April 1999, that had turned into a 500-page document. And Mm -hmm. it was was very different than they they originally uh, thought. I've seen some of the, I think this is from a GDC talk. I think I feel like I've seen some of this, where he's talking about how yeah. he had 500 pages of stuff, but no one read it. <laughs> oh, is that and, true? That's um, all right. <laughs> and they had to work through it to like, cull all the unnecessary stuff out so that it was more like 200. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the game was yeah like going to be. A it lot is a huge bigger. prep period. Yeah. Which is like kind of insane considering how long I feel like it is already. Yeah, it's it's pretty full <laughs> length and uh yeah. like for um, especially for the time. Yeah, and it's and it's uh exper- like uh it's dense with yeah, systems and and stuff. So it's amazing to think that that was just a small portion of all the ideas that they had, but it makes it so uh, feel a lot tighter yeah. in that respect. There's not really any moment where you're where there's uh, like fluff. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really construct that sentence before I said it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah. Uh, th- See, with, I don't uh, even know if I agree with that. <laughs> but oh, really? like, but yeah, I think it would have been. It, it would have been. I think it would have been like probably. Not good if they had tried to do even more. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it's already so. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. It's it's. I think it's a really good length on it. Uh, the way it turned out. Yeah. So like one of the things, so like we talked about the Denver airport thing, but like another th- yeah. like big, like the way like the plot was completely or like you know kind of different. And so like one of the big things was that like the president was gonna get assassinated, <laughs> and then mm. like the um. Like the Illuminati were gonna like get uh, Mexico to invade the U.S. and Whoa. so <laughs> so a lot of the game was gonna take place in Texas, and they were gonna like they wanted to make like a full scale recreation of Austin. <laughs> wow, 
That would be extremely difficult given the uh, yeah. graphical fidelity. Yeah. They were like, the I think cities very... that are in the game are pretty sparse <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. 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 They were very ambitious because, like, they they also wanted to have a, th like, the biggest level was going to be the White House. There was going to be, like, a, a big, like, thing there. And they, like, mm -hmm. they realized it was just, like, too complicated. Yeah. And they also realized that, like, just, like, technology-wise, they couldn't do, like, as big of maps as they wanted because, like, it just wouldn't load. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, full scale Austin is quite a bit uh, more ambitious than any. Like yeah. Yeah. New York is conveyed over what feels like four like rooms, like four blocks, or like yeah, yeah like a couple basically. blocks. Of, yeah, they like, uh, the same do, thing with Hong Kong. Uh, they yeah. they put a lot of work into uh, making it feel big because you're having to walk across really long distances, but the actual. Uh, experience of like performing all the actions that you do in any given mission are very tightly wound ar around just right. a few series rooms mm, yeah yeah uh, yeah but the sparseness of it kind of contributes to the perception your perception of the scale because mm -hmm. there's not because it's just there's a lot of space and it's not filled with a lot of stuff yeah, and I, think, and, I like, mean, the they way pulled that... some shortcuts. Like the first, uh, yeah, the first level takes place on an island, so it's pretty believable that it's just this one kind of. Yeah, spot. when I think the way that like, the way the levels are constructed, where, like, almost in any given situation, there's like multiple ways to get into a room, or like yeah. get to the area you're trying to go to. That exactly. also makes it feel a lot bigger. In the sense of like, right. oh, if I go around in the back of here, like maybe there's like a hidden door or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. I could get into. I feel like that makes it feel like the levels are big, even though it's like it's the same size as it would be if, if that stuff yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> it, there's just a lot of tightly wound uh, paths yeah. that interlock, yeah. and it's and it makes it the scale is felt in all the different connections rather than just the the visual scale of it. Yeah, it's more in the uh, like in retrospect, all the pathfinding uh, makes it feel really full, which is awesome, especially since the scenery is so sparse. Mm. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> the gameplay kind of makes up for that. Mm. I would that was one of my points I was going to bring up. It's like I feel like this game is a good case for uh, poor, poorer graphics being. Uh, an asset to a gameplay experience because in in place of detail there is uh clarity in terms of what you're supposed what you're meant to accomplish it's a lot easier to see what you're doing because everything is a lot more simple and it's kind of reduced more to symbols uh contributing to your gameplay that's mm. as best mm. i can put it <laughs> i conceptually I agree with that, but I don't. I feel like you can't see anything to begin with. Like you can't. You just can't see. Well, anything. the dark darkness. Okay, Tim, is another... I, I did want to ask this because Tim messaged me like, like Devin, like why is the game so dark? And I was like, that's. Did you like? Turn, did you like never use the flashlight? It's because you're meant to use the flashlight. That's mainly what it is. Oh, I know. I know. That's, I mean, that's not an excuse to me. That's not. It's it's so much further than just you need to use. I mean, the especially the first mm. level. I feel like it, it like it's yeah. really dark. I feel like they probably well, like it's another it's another shortcut because they didn't want to expose how 
just plain everything mm. is because mm-hmm. of yeah. the engine could only support so much detail. Yeah. I feel like so they were probably view. like they were trying to get you to like get used to the flashlight and like use it at yeah. the beginning but yeah it is like really yeah. overwhelming at first <laughs> also well i used the flashlight and then it ran out like immediately oh, there's that too that was yeah. i well, think that, that was the moment where i really soured on the game in a way that <laughs> i like, can un- you like yeah that's the most difficult uh, thing to manage is your energy consumption because every single part of your arsenal uses it um yeah and that's yeah. certainly a point of difficulty which i, I wish they wouldn't have get. That's a good point. I wish they wouldn't have done that for the flashlight. Like, do it, like, have it, have everything yeah. else use the energy. But, right. like, the flashlight, yeah, it does just suck yeah. when you don't have it. Like, mm-hmm. it just, like, makes it <laughs> It's <bad>. true. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I could see certain points being borderline unbeatable without the flashlight, where it's like, if you just yeah. time yourself poorly and you use too much flashlight energy, and then you're stuck in a dark hallway that's absolutely, yeah. like, un- incomprehensible without the flashlight, but you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I don't know. Just just give, give me a flashlight. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a sunglasses yeah. indoor simulator, give me a flashlight that doesn't stop working after twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, a, it's the, a balance. The crutch, what the difficulty yeah, did you play on? What difficulty did you play on? I have no idea. Probably normal. Whatever. Okay. The mo- whatever yeah. seemed like the most normal is what I always choose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No I think there is. Normal. I think the medium one is called normal, so that would make sense. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, I guess I guess the balance could be different. I don't know. I really didn't have that much trouble. I just liked the challenge of being able to budget everything. That's that's. Yeah, it, one of the <laughs> the surprising thing to learn is that like that system wasn't in the game originally. Uh, the augmentations they, at all? No, the augmentations existed. Like the energy system didn't exist. Oh, okay. And like oh, wow. they somehow didn't think about the fact that like. Why would you ever turn them off? Like, I guess, because <laughs> yeah. like they, yeah. they, uh, in 1999, they, they finished the first two missions, like, mm-hmm. like the the beginning of the game till like the end of the second mission, and they had like other, they had like their friends and like other people, like they had Gabe Newell <laughs> come play it mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Doug Church, really? uh, the director of System Shock. Oh my god! And they played yes. it and they were like, this yeah, like- and they were like, this is bad, like. <laughs> Like this isn't a good game. <laughs> I agree that like if you could just have them on at all times, the challenge would be gone. Yeah, <clears throat> it would just be about getting all the upgrades. Um, that is true. Yeah, I think there was there was probably other things that they changed too, but that was like one of the things that he mentioned that like th- they had to yeah. do, they had to just like completely like rethink of how they were going to do I it. I think if they tried to do it today, it it would there would be a system where some of them were passive, like the. Like the ballistics protection, that would be just something you unlock yeah. and it would always be on. And then there'd be others that would be more situational that you turn on and off. Yeah. Because um, yeah, if true. if you're trying to like if you're trying to run through an area and you just turn them all on, like it's gonna drain your energy immediately. Yeah, so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the and the one of the augmentations I had was the one that just makes it so that all your other augmentations mm-hmm. take less energy. And I thought it's like. It's a very visible like shoehorn into the system. Just having yeah. one of your options be make everything slower, which itself would drain energy. So Yeah, that was I, kind I of found a that one system. less like I like I was like really excited when I unlocked <clears throat> that one, but then I yeah. I found it wasn't actually that useful. Because I feel like it it wouldn't actually help unless you had like a bunch turned on. 
Because if yeah. you just had one other turned on, it's like, okay, now it's just kind of draining the same. <laughs> I never really actively compared them. I just yeah. kind of upgraded the recirculator as much as I could. And then just, I would always turn it on at the same time as any other augmentation mm. I was trying to use. I would just always do F10 and then whichever one I was picking. Yeah. So that's what I got used to doing. And that's that definitely, it, it makes it feel like a really old school game where you're using every single F key at the top <laughs> row. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and I always forget where the positioning is on them, like relative to WASD or whatever I'm using. So I just have to like reach both of my hands up here and then activate them all and then move really quickly as I'm doing everything else. Yeah. yeah. So there is a tension there that uh, was fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of uh, things well, to I, manage yeah. at once. I do like that they're all like, they're all really um, like, okay, I'm going to set these up and then like go do whatever I'm going to do. Yeah. Like you don't have to like really react to anything. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, there's like a missile coming at me. I mean, you could, I guess, like turn on the like <laughs> missile like deflector thing. Yeah. But like that would be really hard to do. <laughs> It's more like, right. I know I'm going to get into a fight. Let me just turn these on, and maybe it'll help. <laughs> I would be interested to see someone playing it in 2000 who's so used to using those F keys without having to look down at them and see like how quickly they'd be able to be turning stuff on and off as they're moving around, because that, that seems very like a, incomprehensible to yeah. me. Yeah, I wonder what a DSX like, speedrun <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like. I feel like they probably I wouldn't would need, I would need a much, full keyboard cam to see their hands moving. <laughs> My guess is they would just, would just like know exactly where to go and like how to sneak past yeah. everything and then everything would be routed yeah. very precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that fun, but <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Unless it was like a like no sneaking or something. <laughs> but yeah, like, with extra restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a hitman situation. Yeah, so had you gotten through all the history? Uh, That's basically it. They, he talked about it. one of the big things that they that they like feel was like a failure of the game was the like enemy AI. Mm. Because they mm. built it on like so the game is built with uh, Unreal Engine, the original yeah. uh, Unreal Engine, and like the very first one. It's so, so they crazy. they built it on top of. Like, they built the AI on top of, like, the AI that was already in the engine for, like, uh-huh. first-person shooters. And so they said, like, it would have been better if they just, like, made something from scratch instead of, like, trying mm-hmm. to, like, modify, like, like basic, like, first-person shooter, just, like, enemies, like, run at you <laughs> or whatever it is, like, yeah. kind of AI. What was the... When they say that the AI was a failure of the... Like, what? in what way did the AI not measure up to what they were expecting? Like, what was the failure? I think <clears> it just, like, they wanted, like... Because Warren Spector's whole, like, thing is, like, he wants to make, like, immersive, like... Like, he, he, he like, came up with, like, the immersive sim. Like, that's his yeah, terminology. Right. And, like, he wants to sure. make, like, an oh, immersive, like... Huh like uh more like true to life like mm-hmm. and like actually like simulating things and so i think for him it was just like they don't act like people really and like you can when you're yeah. playing it you can like like they most of the time 
I don't know if I ever saw them react to like a dead body. Like if another one, like if you mm. kill somebody and then like they like walk past where there's a dead body, they just don't react. That is and, the like, one thing that is uh, not realistic. And I mean, yeah, if you're like, playing something, yeah, yeah go ahead. I was gonna say also like you can like you can get in a fight mm. and like just go hide and like within like a few seconds they'll like forget about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like they just, they just resume business immediately. Yeah. And also somebody else I saw like in a comment was talking about how like if there's two guys standing next to each other, you can kill one of them and the other guy just won't notice. But if you like shoot and miss, they'll like hear you and like immediately like mm-hmm. turn around and start chasing you or shooting at you and it's like that just feels <laughs> that just feels like a bug or whatever like yeah. yeah it is pretty obvious when you play it that it's it's uh in the early days of like yeah. coding ai because if you shoot something or like you get their attention they just start running in yeah. no specific direction <laughs> yeah. uh uh-huh. and i can't like i for me, it made it easier to like exploit it, and, right. and, it, and, yeah. and it was like yeah. so. It was it it made sense in the uh, in how I was playing because mm-hmm. I could predict kind of what they were gonna like. It, it wasn't. I was like I wasn't like tracking routes necessarily of like what they would do. I would just kind of um draw their attention away from something else or just yeah and and like being able to kill everyone as i just go mm-hmm. was a lot easier because there was no worry of bodies being found like i yeah i've tried playing hitman and it's so hard for me to understand because they're so sophisticated it's hard to tell what they're gonna do and what they're not gonna do uh, and they're really good at noticing stuff right <laughs> that yeah. in other games you wouldn't expect yeah so yeah it's kind of it's it's uh it depends on your pers- your like <laughs> yeah. uh like your experience of the rest of the game because mm-hmm. i appreciated <clears throat> how primitive the ai was cuz it was easier for me to be able to understand how to subvert it i guess yeah yeah i think i like kind of agree with that because like ultimately like the stealth system is also not like complex like it's, it's also not the very most robust yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like hide and like you can't really tell if they're like able to see you like there's no like mm-hmm. there's no like thief style like you're in the shadows yeah. like indicator or anything so you're just gonna like i i guess but then sometimes they'll just like turn and see you <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah hitman is i think a good kind of counter example where all of the ais feel a lot more responsive and yeah fair almost where it's mm-hmm. like they're more likely to see you but it's like if they see you you it feels in hitman like you deserve to be seen most right of the time, yeah when you have or, a lot more go places that you expect them to yeah you like you have yeah. a lot more options of like hide mm-hmm. like like hide in this like locker or whatever like you have mm-hmm. a lot of things you can yeah. do besides just yeah. like get out of the like the yeah. path that the, the enemy is walking in yeah which, which until like it's, the end of the game is basically like <laughs> all you can do in deus ex i feel like yeah and it's that's kind of the thing about it is deus ex is the easiest time i've had doing stealth because i mean i've tried a little bit of hitman and i i open up thief once and try to do the first level and i just i don't know somehow my brain just locks up trying to figure out what i'm like what i should be looking for and how to how to get past uh 
a certain like I can't predict what they're going to do because mm-hmm. it's more uh, situational and complex. <clears throat> and you, I'm planning on I'm planning on also doing Metal Gear Solid because I haven't played those either. And they I tried mm-hmm. playing the first one a while back and I just I couldn't figure it out. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's definitely like a different I want to learn mode. Better. You have to get used yeah. to. But like, mm-hmm. so did you? Would you say you played Deus Ex? Like mostly stealthily, or did you, did you have like a certain like what like kind of I was, character build? That- yeah, well, um, I wouldn't say it was a hundred percent stealth. I was just very afraid to get out in the open. So uh, if I was killing people, I would be trying to lure them away mm-hmm. or pick them off one at a time. I would never like walk into the open area and just have everyone right. notice me because that I was just <clears throat> I was always too weak for that. Yeah, uh, but my mode of play usually was uh, prioritizing just exploration and dealing with enemies just ha- as I came across them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I specced into hacking quite early, so I always would be taking care of that, uh, like the cameras and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I would I would say I was crouched a lot of the time, so I at least tried to <laughs> yeah. be stealthy. And then when people started noticing me, I would just try and kill off as many as I could and then get away and kind of reset. Oh, that's my experience mainly. I was just trying to get to every room to see everything and get everything. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I would have played a lot differently if I, uh, at some point, like I discovered the augmentation canister for like cloaking after I had already put something in the slot that it goes in. So I never was able to do invisibility stuff, which Hmm. I feel like I would have, I would have used a lot if I had that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I'd say I probably had a similar build as you in terms of I mm-hmm. also went like hacking primarily yeah. even though like once I realized how hacking worked I like wish I wouldn't have put so many points into it because it's like uh. you don't really need to like put a lot of points into it because you can still hack without it just makes like the timer slower or whatever yeah I don't think yeah I don't think I like what? maxed it out I just went enough so that I felt comfortable with the time I was given to like complete everything yeah so during the, during the little hacking session, yeah, and I would I would usually try and sneak around as much as I could, but like inevitably mm-hmm. it wouldn't work out. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. like I I would say for most of the game, I like would just use melee weapons. I don't know if you uh, like you would use guns mostly, but I found the guns just like not worth it at all. <laughs> but I didn't the really guns put definitely... points into the guns either. The guns definitely like discourage you from using them uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in all the systems surrounding it. Uh-huh. Uh, I still used them, but yeah. only when I was positive I could like get a move executed. Yeah, where like I, uh, I, I use I think the guns I used the most were um, the rocket, the gep, and the uh, sniper. Because like when I was sure that I had the ammo and I could aim and get it. I really liked yeah. the aiming system because it it really encouraged you to like make sure the bullets count, which was good because I never had a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So if I was sure I could get one person off without anyone noticing, uh, and then I would just use the like I got the the lightsaber pretty 
quickly. So I would usually just sneak up behind someone and hit them. So yeah, that, I just yeah. like <laughs> kept. Pu- I put a bunch of points into like uh, uh, melee. Like yeah, because eventually too. I was just like yeah, like why would you use why would you just not use the lightsaber? <laughs> yeah, I think the most because because yeah, it was always one hit, so it was super easy to even if you got caught, just run up to them and just kind of slice them down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the ones I think I did, I got too advanced uh, in heavy weapons and low tech because I just really liked using the rocket to take care of the big robots or like rooms full of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I li- I did I was drawn to the hacking pretty immediately because I liked the idea of being able to uh, subvert the problem with like before it even happens right yeah just get them to not notice you at all yeah and also I found the cameras so annoying like yeah. I hated the cameras so I was just like as soon as I could I was like put a million points into hacking like but as much as I could before I even realized like really what that meant because like yeah the cameras it's I just found it so hard yeah. to sneak past them. Like, yeah, because they would just like suction to wherever you are and start yeah. like beeping, and it's just like, even though like, and you can't very easily knock them down like you can in System Shock. Yeah, you can't like shooting them doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and like even though like it's true, the, when that first like finds you, it doesn't actually do anything. It feels so stressful that I was just like, I hate yeah. this. <laughs> it's just the like, alarm sound is yeah, yeah. It, it's so loud and yeah. just like. It's a really, yeah, grating <laughs> sound that they put in mm. for the alarms. And also, like, even though, like, the AI doesn't, like, come, it's, like, it feels like they will, you know? And, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's just, like, I feel like I'm just, like, under stress the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it really encourages you to make sure they're off or mm-hmm. or find a path around them. Yeah. But I did get the, yeah. like, t- at the end, basically toward, like, the second to last mission, maybe. I got the, like... Um, invisibility against like uh, mechanical stuff, so like robots and yeah. cameras. And I found that I was like, this just makes things so much easier. Yeah. Like, I can I'm kill normal people ability. or like sneak past them, but like the big robots, like yeah. if I can just run past it, that's so much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, like that stuff doesn't come until like pretty close to the end, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Which I think is it's good. You don't you feel extremely powerful right at the very end, and mm-hmm. you're able to kind of blast through everything. Yeah, that is. Tim, true. what was your build like? Did you play? Um, yeah, I through? I I was actually at, at least in the beginning, I was so um, like shooting and uh, like just violence based. Yeah, I had the game essentially telling me to stop. Yeah, which I thought was really weird because mm-hmm. it's so it's it's all about like your freedom, and then I, and then the. Uh, uh, the like bullet, the ammunition guy. He like mm-hmm. was really judgmental, and he wouldn't give mm-hmm. me bullets because he said that I was supposed to be a peacekeeper, and I thought that was yeah. rude of him. Because he doesn't, he doesn't know what it's like there out on the field. <laughs> how terrifying and dark! How un- impossible it is to see anything. You got to shoot. That it. was one of my like, favorite parts. That's of the, the game, kind of the, that's <laughs> the the that's the core of the yeah. game. Is you did you still had the freedom to do that, and you were able to do it and get yeah. through. It's but people will react. There will be consequences. Yeah, yeah like that. Like yeah, kind of blew my mind. The same when way you said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there was like three people that had like little individual interactions with me yeah. like that, which is pretty impressive. I, I remember I doing to go back and try it with different approaches to see what they would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I remember doing the first level, and I I was kind of killing indiscriminately just because i wanted the path clear so i could go through yeah, and then the yeah. guy on the intercom was like 
you're supposed to be just killing the targets, not civilians. And I, gen- I, I restarted the level because I felt bad. I was like, okay, I'll do what you say. And that's, uh, to me, that's a, a clue that the game's doing its work on me. Like, I, I really appreciated that. I loved having that happen. Well, and I really, like, I thought, like, that was, like, really amazing because it's, like, that is a... I feel like a thing that a lot of, not a lot of, like, but like good, like modern games will do in like different ways. Like, it's not always like a character telling you, like, sure. hey, like, try like playing it a different way. But like, it reminded me of, like, even though it's a very different thing, like in Hades, where it's like, mm. if you get through a run, then it's like, it encourages you to choose a different weapon and not just like use the same weapon for your next yeah. one. Um, mm. I, like it felt like a similar thing of like, okay, like you've tried playing the game, like where you shoot a bunch of people, like try playing it where you don't do that and see like, if you like that. And cause like, yeah, I feel like it's, it's really easy to play games where it's just like, okay, I figured out like the one weapon or whatever that I like. I'll just keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the, yeah, I think the key to making that happen where, where you feel like excited about trying different ways is make it very clear that each style or each weapon or whatever the situation is, whatever, whatever options you have, have advantages and disadvantages Mm -hmm. because it'll be, it's, it makes it a lot more obvious to you like how it's going to happen. That's exactly what happened to me in Hades. I was excited to try the different rhythm of, Mm -hmm. of a different weapon and uh, having to focus more on distance and aiming with a ranged one as opposed mm-hmm. to movement and all that. Yeah, it was, it, and, and I think that, yeah, Deus Ex is similar in the, in like Tim was talking about how there were consequences to your play style. The, the world reacted to how uh, you acted, so that kind of tells you immediately like there's multiple ways, and all of them have, mm-hmm. all of them are interesting in their own ways. Yeah. I, I do feel like I wish it would have, like, it doesn't, that doesn't really, ha- like, that happens a lot at the beginning, and then, like, yeah, it doesn't really happen anymore, and I feel like, mm. like, my biggest problem with the game probably is, like, the middle part of the game feels, like, the least, like, yeah. like, um I don't know, like, thought out, or, like, it doesn't feel as, like... Mm meaningful or like considered as like the beginning and end um to me where it's like it's just kind of like here's a bunch of missions like <laughs> you, you can kind of yeah. like just keep so, doing the same stuff and like it kind of looks the same as before and the enemies are the same probably a lot you could cut out of like yeah. the hong kong and paris part that mm-hmm. would leave mm-hmm. the game pretty much like narratively intact and just make it a little bit easier to get through yeah yeah no I maybe they were trying to <laughs> like i don't feel like scale the, the triad stuff like adds anything <laughs> personally. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, like I like, yeah, but, like, there's, there's cool stuff in like pretty much all of the levels I feel like, but it's like yeah. sometimes it's like a one little thing that I think is cool for like a two hour mission <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. can be like, it could just feel like a slog sometimes. 
And like the parts that were the most interesting were obviously stuff with like Paul and Yuneko and like the all the conspiracies and being betrayed by every single character. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just like huge chunks where that stuff just gets like slowed down by a bunch of felt like and it was just like, come mm-hmm. on, give me no one give me back to the story. I mm-hmm. think yeah. It's hard to tell like what uh, which parts of it to me are like essential to the because I I liked Hong Kong just for its uh, variety. I feel like there were unique situations like having to go into the club and like yeah, I was chatting up everyone and having conversations and then infiltrating to the back and um, and then the Versa Life Lab yeah. place I thought was interesting. It was a huge location mm-hmm. yeah. uh, comparatively. Um, yeah, the Versa Life stuff is cool, especially like especially when you get like can you go underneath and you see the big Illuminati yeah. hand. It's like okay, yeah. this is that's cool. <laughs> but, that's that generally yeah. felt like you're uncovering something. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, there were a lot of there. I, I would agree. There's, uh, I mean, there are a lot of reused places. Um, right, like you go to New York a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Hell's, uh, Hell's Kitchen. There are sub- I mean, it's subtly different every time because of the progression of the story, and you know, there things have changed. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it is cool when you talk to like the people in that bar in Hell's Kitchen, and they're all saying like, "Oh, it's extra. It costs extra because it's martial law." Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like they have little, slightly different dialogue options. It felt kind yeah. of like Majora's Mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Classic reaction to being under martial law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Everything's normal. It just costs a little extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say the, the dialogue I I loved because I could almost feel like I think I said this when I was talking about it back when we started playing it, but like it, you could feel the Austin programmeriness of the of the dialogue <laughs> and like the jokes. Like I don't know how to properly convey this bit of like context for uh, about myself but like my dad's been a programmer since I was born and he worked in one of those big offices in downtown Dallas and he like he played a few games that I saw glimpses of but I just felt that energy from the dialogue and like I could tell that there were people like my dad writing it (laughs) because the dialogue was very snippy and uh, the jokes were very kind of deadpan and uh very succinct and uh just the voice acting of uh everyone i don't know it just it just really conveyed that atmosphere to me and that was very i was it's very like it's very i feel like of its time like like late 90s early 2000s like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all of the dialogue and like voice acting i mean when it's not just like bad it's like it's like, I don't know, just like they were, they were really going for like a v- weird specific thing. <laughs> like it, it yeah. felt like very nerdy. Well, it's like uh, I, humor. Yeah, it's like I feel like they thought like JC was like very cool, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like with his voice and like sunglasses and trench coat and stuff. They're like we yeah. made like the right. coolest yeah. main character we possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they I I. I would guess that they wholeheartedly believed that he was cool because <laughs> yeah. of the way he's dressed and everything. Like they wanted yeah. it to be like, you get to be the coolest dude. Yeah, exactly. And it's the a perfect world. vision of nineties coolness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. The coolness yeah. that like characters on Seinfeld would have perceived a cool guy as being, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's what he's like. 
kind of a hacker. Also, I love what the. Well, yeah. they, like they they like saw the Matrix and they were like, okay, well. yeah, and it's, yeah, it's the <laughs> oh, Matrix God, as you're well. Right. It's literally just the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, he's in. He's yeah, yeah, and the, there's a lot of that. You were gonna say something, Tim, before I said something. Before I said hackers. Oh, I was gonna say also with um with the dialogue, I thought it was funny how there's like. There's chunks where it's basically like the the writers are like trying to engage in like a real genuine dialogue on like yeah. power structures and technology, mm-hmm. and it's like some points are like very poignant and just very smartly written and like mm-hmm. so interesting. I wanted mm-hmm. to like read them again, like comb through them, and then other parts are just so stupid. <laughs> and it's like yeah, the, yeah. The, and then then you have yeah. uh, what's her face, the uh, the voice actress who's saying all the R's as L's in China. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like the, yeah. the disparity yeah. between the, certain parts all of the, like, yeah, the chinese true. accents are like real bad <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous. real fun. yeah <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah that was but another part are great yeah i liked how all the philosophical stuff was just very plainly stated and not it doesn't leave you any room to like pontificate because it just kind of moves directly it's just very spoken very uh plainly without any sort of it doesn't seem they're actually like they're actually asking you a profound question. They're just kind of telling you a fact mm. in re- regards to the conspiracy stuff and yeah. the AI and all that. I don't know. Um, also, I think I think I'm gonna make the the Tim title for both of these episodes. <laughs> uh-huh. um, quotes from I think they're from one scene. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the first one's going to be called uh, Deus Ex. God was a dream of good government, <laughs> and then and then the second one will be called uh, Deus Ex. Can no one be trusted? Yeah, it was just like those two <laughs> lines came right after one another. They both could have been like subtitles for the whole game. Yeah, is that one of the like? Is the God was the like idea? That's the blue AI. The I forget which one. That okay. Is. Wait. So Tim, how much that- did how much of the game did you actually play? Yeah, because I, I um, my my like I thought you wouldn't have played that much of it going into it, but I, but I actually don't know. Yeah, so I played like the first few levels a few weeks or months ago, uh-huh. um, and I just hated it so much. <laughs> that was that was yeah. when I really was yeah. like um, mm-hmm. not feeling. And then, and so then this last week I got through like some of the Hong Kong stuff, mm-hmm. and I just hated it. Still. So then what I did uh-huh. is I. I, I was like, I'm just going to watch a yeah. walkthrough of the whole thing yeah. in order to like be able to talk about the story, yeah. even though there's no way I'm going to be able to play the whole mm-hmm. game. Okay. Um, and then I found that there is a mod called, I think it's GMDX, which is abbreviated uh, Give Me Deus Ex. <laughs> yeah. And it imp- it improves every single aspect of the game. There's there's like a million little changes it makes. Mm. Um and one of them is that it makes the whole game lighter. And <laughs> as soon as I, and I watched this, I actually watched this like great cinematic cut uh-huh. yeah. of the whole story. Uh-huh. And um, with that mod, I and, and it made it so it made me want to play it. Uh-huh. Like it made me, it it really dampened my hatred for it. <laughs> watching the whole story play out and just seeing everything in not um, full darkness. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I I watched I watched the game, but I didn't play very much. Okay, of it. yeah, that, okay, that's that's what I kind of what I thought, but I wanted to check because yeah. <laughs> um, I needed to know what the endings were you were talking about. Oh yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Uh, one last thing about the voice acting since we were talking about that is that uh, yeah. 
um, who is is it Bob? Uh, what's his last name? You know what I'm talking about? Bob Bob Page. Page. I, I want to say it's him. <laughs> is uh, it's either him or it's it might be Walton Simons. It's like one of the other like villains. Is voiced by um, Tom Hall, who is <laughs> like one of the um, like co-owners of Iron Storm. He was like one of the. Oh. He was like. Oh wow. He was the original like uh, designer at id Software who got like kicked out, and then when Romero left, like they joined together and made Iron Storm. And it's funny wow. that like he's like consistently named as like the best voice actor in the game like i was looking at like older reviews <laughs> yeah. of the game and stuff and everyone's like he's the best like part <laughs> and it's it's uh-huh. really funny that it's like him i just think that's great mm-hmm. his performance is actually yeah. great yeah like definitely stand out among the voice acting in this game. <laughs> yeah um i really uh to be honest i warmed up to pretty much all the voice acting i really liked mm-hmm. jc's silly voice oh yeah no like i like it, liked so, it, it definitely grows but, on you yeah it's yeah. definitely silly <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so next time we'll we'll talk talk more about uh kind of you know what what we are we experienced in the game but then we'll kind of go through the story mm-hmm. and kind of more like the the thematics and stuff um so yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, join, us, join us next time. <laughs> bye-bye. Matt, say Yay. bye-bye. Give us a bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>